You're listening to the Going for Two Fantasy Football Podcast. And here are your hosts, Craig Fernicola and Billy Bowerman. Welcome back, everyone, to Going for Two. This is Billy Bowerman, one of the co-hosts of the show, along here with my other co-host, Craig Fernicola, as always. Craig, what's going on on this Wednesday night? How are you feeling? Feeling good. We are back to our normal scheduled uh forecast here a little wednesday night action getting everybody the games out for thursday you know sorry about last week's a little delayed recording but uh yeah feeling good wednesday heading into week 10 yes sir and we can preview this thursday night matchup and this week for week 10 of the nfl season the first matchup is the carolina panthers and the pittsburgh steelers this game's going to be in pittsburgh pittsburgh first place in the division carolina trying to become first place chasing the new orleans saints Craig, preview this one for Pittsburgh coming back home this week after uh, being on the road last week. Yeah, I mean, this is arguably the best matchup of the entire week, this slate. Um, two really good teams, both teams that are red hot. You know, Carolina right now is uh, riding a multiple three-game win streak. Pittsburgh's won four in a row. A lot to like. You're going to play all of your studs in this matchup. You know, no one should be complaining about this Thursday night matchup like we've gotten in weeks past. Yeah. Uh, starting with Carolina, the team that's traveling, Cam Newton's been red hot. Uh, he's you know using all of his weapons. We do know for sure that Torrey Smith is still not playing. Uh, so Devin Funchess, DJ Moore are both ready, readily available guys you're going to play. Greg Olson had an, an incredible catch last weekend for a touchdown. He looks like he's back to his old form. He's uh, beyond that injury. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey's been awesome this entire season. Uh, in you know this particular matchup against Pittsburgh, I really like McCaffrey's speed. I think him in space, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield can do a lot. Uh, running up the middle, it's not a good matchup for him or Cam. D-line for Pittsburgh is legitimate. One of the skill players for Carolina has really come on of late, Curtis Samuel. Uh, much injury-plagued rookie season, and then first half of the season was inactive for multiple games as well. Has really come on multiple touchdowns last week, had a touchdown the week before. Is he somebody that can add a whole new dynamic to this offense that we really haven't seen yet and can make this offense that much more exciting and and really dangerous moving forward here? Craig heading uh, heading into the second half of the season. Yeah, he's he is very explosive. He's very much in that Ted Ginn mold that you know was on this team a few years ago. Um, and Cam has the arm to throw deep. We've seen some really impressive you know uh, yards after the catch from Curtis Samuel. The one touchdown he had last week, he was a zigging and zagging you know throughout the entire secondary. It was kind of an, you know impressive yeah. uh, what he's able to do in terms of fantasy perspective. It is really hard to trust him. Uh, if you're in one of those deeper dynasty formats, I think he's an interesting stash. You know, someone mm-hmm. you can put on a you know, practice squad or a rookie squad. And if you're playing like Thursday night DFS, you, he's definitely one of those home run threats you can throw in your lineup for sure. Uh, but in your standard 12, 14, even 16 team leagues, I don't see the uh, touches there uh, to be sustainable. Uh, this team's really manufacturing touches for DJ Moore, uh, both you know running the ball, you know jet sweeps, you know passes heading in his direction to just targets in general uh between you know Devin Funches, DJ Moore now on there Greg Olson McCaffrey I don't know if there's a fifth guy that you can really trust week in and week out now for Pittsburgh Roethlisberger played well on the road last week didn't turn the ball over uh fishing on offense James Conner 100 yard game is this what to expect this week against this Carolina defense 
I think you, you, you play your studs in this matchup. And although James Bradbury has been pretty good, had a, some pretty good matchups this season, yeah. I know last week he gave Mike Evans a lot of trouble. Uh, I don't think that Antonio Brown's going to have any issues. He should be able to get right around Bradbury. I don't see him being a lockdown corner. You know, Juju got his bell rung last week, a big hit went back in the game and he should be fine to play this week but uh it's something to monitor just because it is a short week guys with like head injuries you have to be careful with that we did see james washington play last week and got a few looks as well uh so ben definitely has all of his weapons at his disposal uh one guy that i do downgrade slightly this week is vance mcdonald the carolina linebackers are just really good against tight ends and it's just not the best match for vance and jesse james is still getting a lot of run as well and he had a pretty big catch last week I'm going to keep this rolling into a pretty crappy game. Buffalo Bills New York Jets is going to be the first Sunday game. Bills are horrible. I don't know what to tell you about anybody on this offense. I think we should just focus on the Jets here and what they could possibly provide for our fantasy teams this week. Nice matchup at home here. This game's going to be in the Meadowlands. What should we expect from this Jets offense this week, Craig? Most notably, uh, it does not appear that Sam Darnold's going to be playing. He was in a walking boot today, Wednesday. It does not seem like he's going to be ready to go for this Sunday. He did something with his ankle or foot. It's really not actually clear what happened. Josh McCown playing, it definitely is a you know a positive for the guys that run the deep routes. So yeah. Robbie Anderson, as long as he's out there, yep. definitely an uptick. You like that for the deep ball. Tredavious White for Buffalo has been pretty good, though. Uh, you know He's yeah. locked down a lot of number one receivers. Right. Um, so going deep, yeah, I think Robbie's a, you know, an up play. Chris Herndon's an up play if you're in you know deeper formats and you need a tight end, a guy that's had a lot of touchdowns over the last month. Herndon, yeah. Um, running back, Eli McGuire last week came back. He handled a lot of work. This projects to be a Crowell game you know you expect the Jets to be up early and just kind of running the clock you know grinding out you know a win in the second half it projects like a Crowell matchup you know but there's not going to be a lot of points in this game you know right now Vegas has the line at 36 and a half points awful there's not a whole lot there awful 36 and a half points and this is the Jets are seven point favorites (laughs) yeah this is an ugly one there's not a whole lot to talk about next game is Atlanta and Cleveland. This game's in Cleveland. Atlanta finally found Julio Jones in the end zone. Thank God for Julio Jones owners. And hopefully they can have a repeat performance this week. He will have a, a pretty decently tough matchup against Denzel Ward. Not that it matters. Nobody could really cover Julio that well anyway. How about the rest of the offense? Ito Smith, Tevin Coleman, Calvin Ridley. What should we expect here from Matt Ryan and company, Craig? Yeah, one thing to keep a close eye on uh, is the weather in Cleveland. You know, this time of year, it's getting cool. You're off the lake, you know, snow and wind. Anything can happen at any point. So you always want to be careful with Cleveland when they're at home. Uh, And Denzel Ward is a fantastic corner, having a great rookie year. But he's 5'11". He's not a big guy. And, you know, when you're matching up against 6'3", against Julio, size-wise, I just don't know if he could handle him. But I do want to point out that Denzel Ward didn't practice today. And he appears to have a hip issue. They did sign Philip Gaines uh, away from the Bills. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but you know, if you just want to pay a close eye on that, if if you're going to use Julio and DFS, if Denzel Ward is out, he's like a must play. Uh, he'll, he'll be the highest priced wide receiver, but I mean that won't significantly help Julio's chances at scoring this week. For the rest of the offense, I really like what we saw you know, from the running game last week. We saw Tevin Coleman actually come on a little bit. Uh, both running the ball and catching some passes. 
I really like him in this matchup as well. Uh, it was nice to see him actually do a little more than what he's done in the previous weeks, where he's kind of just been a guy. Uh, Edo Smith's been really good as well. Uh, he, he seems very flex-worthy. Uh, he did score another touchdown last week. It's kind of unpredictable when you're going to get that, but I like what I've seen out of him. Uh, Mohamed Sanu did not practice today. He's been up and down. Uh, I would chalk that up to just veteran day, Wednesday being off. He's been playing banged up, and I didn't see anything last week to assume that he won't be playing this week. Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, both also good options uh, for Matthew Ryan, uh, for Matt Ryan. Kind of hard to play you know, Calvin Ridley with any confidence week in and week out. Uh, he's clearly the number two option in this team on this team, but uh, mm. I don't know how much scoring you're going to get uh, out of you know the Falcons this week in Cleveland. What do you think about that? This is a I think it's over fifty the over under here in this game. I know Atlanta's defense is pretty poor, but if this is going to be a high scoring game, I, I I don't see why not. Especially if Denzel Ward doesn't play. Um, Atlanta hasn't had the best time establishing the run in a lot of these games since Devonta Freeman's been out, so they've been re- relying on the pass a bit more. Muhammad Sanu's been getting more involved, so I think that's the reason why Ridley's been a little bit inconsistent. I, I wouldn't start Ridley, so that's kind of where I stand on that. What about Cleveland here? Um, Nick Chubb found the end zone a couple weeks in a row now as a starting quarterback. Um I mean, outside of him, though, I don't really see much aside. Maybe Antonio Callaway in deep leagues. What do you think? I think you got to play your studs. Uh, I mean, I, we know it. We know Atlanta does not have a very good defense. No. Uh, middle of the field because of injuries. It, it really matches up for Jarvis Landry and David Njoku in the passing game to both be really good options. They should be seeing a lot of targets. You have to assume that they're trailing in this game. We saw the team incorporate Duke Johnson last week, and he that paid yeah. off. Uh, you know, why not continue to go back to that, continue to use that weapon? You know, I would expect that to happen. And like you said, Nick Chubb, he's been really good. Uh, Richard Higgins, uh, you know, Callaway. I mean, you you do have to be desperate. I know there's yeah. four teams on by this week, but, I mean, I haven't seen anything consistent from them. I think there's better options out there. This next game is the New Orleans Saints-Cincinnati Bengal game. This game's taking place in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, another one of these teams that is in the mix to try to top the division there in the AFC North. I believe they're half game out at this point. However, they will be without A.J. Green for this game, out with a foot injury, and don't know if it will be just this game, Craig. So they are at home, very tough opponent here in New Orleans. What's their outlook here? Bleak? Yeah. Without (laughs) A.J., it really is. It's not good. This offense is going to... I would assume be very very conservative I would expect it to try and control the clock in this game um, right now the line on this one's at 54 points I would expect Cincinnati to just run the ball with Joe Mixon run it run it run it control clock mm-hmm. try and keep this as low scoring as possible because truthfully in the passing attack Tyler Boyd has been excellent this season but yeah. you know he, he cannot do this on his own uh, I don't think we can trust that John Ross will be doing anything um, to play in fantasy. But C.J. Uzuma is an interesting tight end play this, this week. I to assume he's probably second in targets in this offense. Yes, probably. Aside from Boyd, I think he is. Yeah, and especially in red zone targets. For any of the Andy Dalton owners, uh, I would definitely look for somewhere else to go to, uh, just because you know losing AJ Green is just a huge loss for him and touchdowns and fan, you know fantasy points. Flip side of the ball here, though, New Orleans. I'm looking. Des Bryant, huh? 
So, I mean, this is probably the best landing spot for Des Bryant, in my opinion. Like, the best possible scenario for anybody that either A, held on to him, or B, just him in general producing at any level. Like, Drew Brees is the man. They really did need help on the outside. I think Traquan Smith, a fine receiver. I think he's going to have a hell of a future. But I don't think if this team is going to have a chance to try to be Super Bowl contenders, is going to him being their second receiver is just it's it's not going to work. They they got they got someone they got Des Bryant. So, Craig, what do you think about them and getting him involved this week? Do you think that this is more of a slowly bring him on situation? He, he is a bit older and hasn't been playing at all. They do have Ingram back. They are going to probably try to establish the run here against Cincinnati. What we know is that he has fresh legs. He hasn't been playing professional football for you know a while, so he should be healthy. There should be no concerns there. He should be in shape. I do know that you know the terminology for Sean Payton's offense with Drew Brees is one of the more difficult to learn in the in the entire NFL. So he's got a lot to learn in just you know a short period of time. He worked out on Tuesday, signed Wednesday, game Sunday. They may have him you know dressed, go out there a, a couple of you know, plays, but. I wouldn't expect much or anything from him, really. Uh, he's got a lot to learn. It's not like they had a full bye week. You know, Amari Cooper was able. He essentially had like a week and a half to learn an offense. Right. And what? And it's know, probably Lamar- the simplest passing offense because right. like Dak's running it. Yeah. Right. So we'll get into that. That's a whole other discussion. But you know, I, I know for a fact that this is going to be very difficult for Des to you know get caught up on. Maybe they could simplify things and just throw him out there for you know go around on a curl i don't know mm-hmm. uh, but i wouldn't expect much from him this week i do know that this is gonna be a really really tough matchup you know trying to run between the tackles even new yeah. orleans does have you know the best offensive line this does not project as a mark ingram game yeah unless they have you know a very big lead and they're grinding clock in the second half uh, i do love this matchup for alvin kamara i mean you love every matchup with alvin yeah, kamara right. but uh yeah, this really does shape up to be a great matchup for him uh, Michael Thomas is a stud. You know, there's nobody in the league that can stop him. Yeah, I mean, long-term projections, I think the signing of Dez uh, is going to be really interesting to see. You know, In three wide receiver sets, who plays the slot? Is that Michael Thomas who has run runs out of the slot? Or are they going to say, you know, Dez, you're getting a little older, we're going to be the Larry Fitzgerald treatment, we want you running out of the slot. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how they use him. Uh, but I think it's a great signing for Dez. You know, he's yeah. 30 years old. He still has a lot to offer in terms of scoring touchdowns. Uh, just another red zone presence for Drew Brees. Yeah, I totally agree. Next matchup, Washington Redskins, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nothing really too exciting here in this matchup. But, I mean, between Tampa Bay's really, really poor defense and Fitzmagic, you never know what you're going to get from him. It's going to be a very, very high-scoring matchup here, Craig. Yeah, so Washington's entire team is hurt. Uh, they threw three yeah. guys on the IR this week. Um, wide receiver Paul Richardson, uh, right guard, Pro Bowl right guard Brandon Sheriff, and Charles LeBeau, the uh, left guard on this team, all on the IR, uh, as well as Trent Williams is questionable to play this week, the starting left tackle, the Pro Bowl left tackle for this team. They have a ton of issues. Uh, I'm extremely worried for Alex Smith and his protection. He's going to be running for his life. Uh, and they already had a questionable passing attack, you know, as it's been the last few weeks. Uh, this does not uh, shape up well for Adrian Peterson. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense is not good, but what they are good at is along the defensive line and stopping the run. Uh, this is not a good matchup for him. Uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for Jordan Reed. Uh, if Chris Thompson plays, I 
expect Alex Smith to be on the run a lot, a lot of, you know, dump offs, quick passes. Uh, those guys, you know, are fantasy worthy. Uh, the receivers, I still can't get on. Josh Dotson scored a touchdown last week, but he also had a bunch of drops. He just doesn't look very good. They have Mo Harris. They have Michael Floyd on this team. I don't know who to like in this, you know, in, the, in this particular matchup. It's a juicy one because Tampa Bay secondary is bad, but uh, I can't really tell you who's going to be the guy. Josh Dotson, I guess, is worth a flyer. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Flip side of the ball, Tampa Bay. What to expect here from this offense? I mean, aside from Mike Evans, how, how do you ever know? Well, the big three, uh, Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, Evans, you know, combined for 80-something yards last week. I know. Uh, it was not pretty. Uh, Tampa Bay was scoring points, though, but yeah. it was Adam Humphreys and O.J. Howard. Uh, Humphreys you know, is like a – he's a target eater in this offense, Craig. It's wild. Yeah, for Tampa Bay, I really just want to fast forward to next year. I want Deshaun off this team. I just want to see Godwin and these two guys running routes. Yeah, Peyton Barber out of the offense. I want to see. I need. They need to invest in the line too. They need to get their playmakers some space and some time, some protection. They they just it's nothing out there. It's it's brutal. Washington's D line's been legitimate. Uh, Peyton Barber stinks. Um, Stinks. Jaquiz Rogers not very good. I don't really like the running backs in this game. In theory, it should be a really good game for O.J. Howard again, yeah. and you know the big three receivers. Uh, but we're not just we're not really seeing it with Godwin and Fitz. It, they don't seem to be gelling the way Jameis was targeting Godwin. Um, so I think Deshaun and Mike Evans are your starts. Godwin, you know, maybe. I hear you. Keep this rolling. The next matchup: New England Patriots, Tennessee Titans. Uh, this game's going to be in Tennessee. Pat's coming off a very, very big win against Green Bay. Tennessee steamrolled Dallas on Monday Night Football, uh, having Dallas uh, reconsider their future at this point after that game. Craig, tell me uh, what to expect here from Tennessee. Do they stand a chance in this game? Uh, I know Mike Rabel, uh, Bill Belichick head coaching matchups. Pretty interesting if you know the backstory there. Take me into this one for Tennessee. Uh, with Tennessee, they just have limited options um, in terms of playmakers right now. Uh, what we do know, Tawan Taylor appears to be out this week. Yeah. He had a really you know, weird tackle. Um, his foot and ankle kind of it could have been an Achilles-type injury the way he went down. It got caught up in the turf on Monday night against uh, Dallas. Uh, so that's one of their you know, better playmakers for targets. Uh, I think this is a good emphasis for Corey Davis. Um, they're going to move him all over the field. He had a very good opportunity to touchdown last week that Marcus Mariota just missed him on. Uh, but the targets are there. He had 10 targets on Monday night. I would fully expect that they're going to be trailing in this game. So, you know, all signs point to Corey Davis being a solid play. Uh, we saw Deion Lewis really just run away with this, you know, running back committee. Deion Lewis is just so much better than Derrick Henry. Uh, it's just not even fair. Uh, and he's got a majority of the, you know, the, the time as well. Uh, so Deion Lewis this is a great matchup for him as well. Uh, Tajay Sharp has had his moments over the last couple weeks. A couple big plays. If we know Tawan Taylor is definitely out, I think Tajay Sharp is an interesting flex play in you know, those deeper formats. Uh, he's made some plays, and we know a couple of years ago he had a you know big season, so somebody to follow. I don't think that Tennessee really has a chance of contending in this game. New England, even though they're going through their injuries, they're starting to get healthy, and then they have a bye week next week. Uh, Sony Michelle is expected to return. Mm-hmm. We saw them plug in Cordell Patterson last week at running back. They can pretty much do anything they need to. Uh, it'd be interesting if, if Rob Murkowski plays. 
He missed two of the last three games, and they have a bye week next week. Yeah, he should sit out, man. I, I, I thought I thought Michelle would too. What What are you expecting from Michelle this week? Are you gonna get him in the mix? I mean, with the, that knee injury didn't look good, and like you said, they have a bye week next week. I would have felt, especially now that they're rolling and, and just racking up the wins here after a slow start to the season, they'd rest their stars going into the bye week. You would have thought. I mean, and that's still very much a possibility. I think that right now, Tom Brady, all he needs is Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon. That's all he needs to win games with James White is, you know, catching passes as well. Uh, Chris Hogan went catchless last week. He's kind of just being phased out at this point. I don't think Philip yeah. Dorsett's played at all the last month. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, Tom, they're no longer the flavors of the week at this, at this point. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see who gets Josh Gordon. Uh, Dory Jackson is probably going to be gooding a lot of Julian Edelman in the slot. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Butler's on Josh Gordon. He's going to feast. Yeah, because Malcolm Butler's been one of the worst corners in football uh, this year. So, uh, good luck, Malcolm. Keep this rolling. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars, Indianapolis Colts. Jacksonville hasn't looked very good at all, and Indianapolis has started to play much better. Craig, uh, with the return of Marlon Mack, this offense seems to to really get going. They, they're running the ball efficiently. Andrew Luck's throwing the ball efficiently, racking up high touchdown totals, not turning the ball over. A lot of promise here from this Colts offense. Just, uh, I mean, it's taking them half a season, but I really like what I'm seeing there. Yeah, the offensive line has really played well, and we've seen you know the entire offense, both the passing game and the running attack, really benefit from that. Right. Jack Doyle's back now, along with Eric Ebron. Uh, we're seeing both of those guys on the field. T.Y. Hilton has scored some touchdowns over the last couple of weeks. They don't really have a number two receiver, per se, that you can count on. Uh, Ryan Grant, none of these guys are really doing much. Uh, and they've also had some injuries that they've been dealing with as well. Uh, so it's really all about the tight ends, T.Y. Hilton, and then Marlon Mack. Uh, that's what this this you know particular offense is going to be you know running on. And Jacksonville is an interesting matchup because they haven't quite been as good as quite as good as they've been in years past. AJ Bouye is still going to be out. They've ruled him out for this week again. Uh, so we're going to see a lot of T.Y. Hilton, Jalen Ramsey matchups, and we've seen Jalen Ramsey get burned by some of the speedsters this year. Tyreek Hill had his number. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if T.Y. Hilton can get behind him. For the flip side of the ball, I see that there's a possibility Leonard Fournette might come back in this game, Craig. Bit. All signs point to him playing. Yeah. yeah. So, do you expect a full workload from him? Do you expect him to be a hundred percent here? And and just what do you expect from this offense, man? Like they, they've been so inconsistent. I've had to cut D.D. Westbrook off some standard league teams because this this passing offense is just absolutely anemic. Is is there some saving grace coming for fantasy owners with Fournette now? You're hoping at least in the touchdown field that you know he's going to get the goal line work. They have a healthy Carlos Hyde that they traded for. Um, I yeah. would assume that they're going to give him the work. Uh, you expect T.J. Yeldon to still get some of the pass catching work as well. I, I think you're if you're if you have Fournette, you're definitely going to play him. But you're really holding on. To, you know that you're hoping that you can get those touchdowns. I hear you. All right, we'll keep this moving. Next game: Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears. Tough matchup for the Lions last week and this week as well. This game is in Chicago. And you were pointing out earlier about the weather this time of year in Cleveland. I mean, same goes for Chicago. This is not a high over-under. This might not be a high-scoring matchup at all for either team. 
Take me into this one for the home team. What do you expect from Chicago this week? So Detroit is an improving team. I mean, they traded yeah. away Golden Tate, uh, but they acquired some key players on defense. They, you know, in terms of the run game, that's been their weakest point. Yeah. Uh, but the, the signing and tra- uh, excuse me, the trade of Snacks Harrison, you know, definitely is improving this defensive front, uh, yeah. making it a more difficult matchup for Jordan Howard. For Chicago, they're hoping they're going to have Allen Robinson back this week. I know Taylor Gabriel's banged up. He's questionable to be playing this weekend. Um, we've seen some good things from Anthony Miller. Uh, Trey Burton uh, has had a few, a few touchdowns that have kind of saved his fantasy outlook the last couple of weeks. I think for Mitch Trubisky and co., this is a fine matchup. You know, Detroit still has its holes. Uh, but getting back, you know, your guys healthy like Allen Robinson would certainly help. Um, nobody really stands out as a must-play, uh, but you're just going to start your studs, you know, the, the normal guys you would play. Uh, for Detroit's offense, kind of a letdown game from Kenny Galladay last week. I think he was, you know, three catches for like 40-some-odd yards. You were really hoping he was going to, you know, come out uh, in a big way after the trading of Golden Tate. But it really looked like Marvin Jones was the guy, uh, and we fully expect, you know, that to be this week again, Marvin Jones, the go-to. Uh, Theo Riddick played last week, catching mm. a couple of passes, lining up in the slot a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he makes an interesting, you know, flex play in PPR formats for sure. Once he af- he affects uh, on Johnson's value a lot, Craig, with in the lineup. He, I mean, his on was not really involved in the passing game at all, and if they don't get the rushing game going with Blunt active and and stealing goal line carries, it really negates a lot of value you had when Riddick wasn't playing. I agree 100%. And, you know, one thing that is definitely going to hurt is Cleo Mack is expected to play. He's, you know, apparently back healthy now. Definitely going to be attacking Matthew Stafford. Stafford's been a disappointing fantasy owner, uh, fantasy player this year. Just not a whole lot going on. Uh, the offense is a little vanilla right now. Um, and they are running the ball a lot. They have three running backs that they like to use. We're going to keep this rolling. Next game, Arizona Cardinals, Kansas City Chiefs. This game can probably get out of hand pretty fast. Kansas City's favored by 16.5 points. That's a seriously large number. I haven't seen a large number like that this season yet. That's three scores. Um, this game's in Kansas City, so, I mean, not. I'm not going to expect really anything from Arizona. God bless them for showing up. Uh, Kansas City, I would, I, I'm going to expect to see just high point totals from about everybody aside from Sammy Watkins, no? Sammy Watkins is a little banged up, so that's something you want to watch. Tyreek Hill as well has had his injuries, so you just want to make sure, you know, see who's playing this week. Uh, Right now the the line is at 49.5. I really think this game goes over. I think Kansas City is going to be good for a minimum of, you know, 35 to 42 points themselves. Yeah. Uh, And Arizona, you know, know, Josh Rosen's no no slappy either. I mean, you know, he's he's playing the best of the rookie quarterbacks at this point. Uh, He's had his ups and downs for sure, but... Larry Fitzgerald slowly coming on, you know David Johnson as well. Um, and it's not like Kansas City's Kirk. secondary is that good. No, they're bad. I mean, this yeah. is one of the worst defenses in football. They do play better at home for sure, but in the secondary, they they, they give up a ton of points. Uh, I think Ricky Seals Jones is an interesting tight end this week. You know, just if you're looking for a cheap guy or you know guy on waivers. Uh, I like his matchup. You know, and you have to assume that they're going to be trailing points. They're going to be throwing the ball. I don't know. I see this, you know, I think Arizona's capable of putting up, you know, three touchdowns in this game, you know, something like along those lines. 49 and a half. I just think it screams over. Uh, I'm going to keep this rolling next game. 
The first 4 o'clock matchup is going to be the L.A. Chargers-Oakland Raiders. L.A.'s really rolling, Craig. L.A.'s played really well of late. They're currently 6-2. and two. They're game and a half back of Kansas City. But flip side of the ball here, Oakland got absolutely shellacked by your Niners this past week. I mean... This game is another game that's going to get out of hand really fast and really quickly. This is the two teams at the very opposite spectrums. We have the Chargers, who are red hot on a five-game win streak, and Oakland, who's lost four in a row. L.A. is just rolling right now. They, yeah. Everything's working for them. The passing attack, the running game, Phillip Rivers has been great. Um, Keenan Allen is just going to destroy the secondary for Oakland. I, I like Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams as well. The big guys, you know, one of them will probably end up going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, this really looks like a great matchup for Melvin oh, Gordon. Yeah, I mean, fire up your studs. I mean, this is a you know, only a 10-point spread, but yeah. you know, LA is probably, if the Niners with you know, Nick Mullins can go ahead and blow out the Oakland yeah. Raiders, I mean, you gotta assume the Chargers will. I mean, I would consider flexing oh. Eckler, too, because if this game gets out of hand quick, you gotta imagine he's oh, gonna yeah. see some, some time. They, I mean, Melvin Gordon's a little banged up at the moment. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, and for Oakland, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I, Jared Cook and Doug Martin are the only people I'd be worth playing. I, I can't recommend anybody else. We're going to keep this moving. Next game, Seattle Seahawks, L.A. Rams. Tough divisional matchup here. Two teams like you, like we were just – I mean, it seems like every matchup, teams just kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. It's a 10-point spread game. But since it's a divisional matchup, I expect Seattle to keep it decently close. Yeah, and Seattle has been, you know, playing better as of late. I know they lost last week, but yeah. you know, this team has been battling and they're a very balanced team. Uh, Chris Carson is hurt. We assume he won't be playing this week, but they haven't come out and said that yet. Uh, Mike Davis is more than capable. Uh, we've seen him do some nice things. He did play pretty well last week. You know, Rashad Penny isn't really doing anything. You can't trust him yet. Um, but in terms of the passing attack, you know, Russell Wilson is being very efficient, and he's kind of using all of his guys, Tyler Lockett, you know, Doug Baldwin, David Moore, uh, Jerron Brown caught a touchdown last week. He's really spreading it out. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson you know, is really doing well and just managing these games. Now, flip side of the ball, L.A. Rams are absolutely rolling as usual. Um, there's nobody that I'm not going to start on this team, even though some people may think Seattle's defense is still good defense and – Still maybe a, a tough matchup. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm considering starting Goff over, like, some other quarterbacks in the league that I wouldn't even consider, like, guys like Cousins, Rivers, like, anybody that's not Mahomes or Breeze. I'm probably starting Goff. Yeah, Goff at home. You know, he yeah. just his, The weapons are there. The coaching is there. I yeah. mean, the, the play calling is all it's just yeah. working out for him. And he's super uh, efficient, man. He executes, and he, he and he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a doofus, but yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. He he's he's executing. Yeah. The play calling's there, but he he's, he's not afraid to you know pull the gun and you know yeah. make the plays. Yeah, it's good. kid's got balls back there. If I, I mean, gets it done. And uh, I'm sure you got nothing else to add aside from that. I mean, just, just fire up LA at home. Anybody you got on the yeah. team. Now there is one, there is that Green Bay game. Yeah, there is one more uh, four o'clock matchup. It's the Miami Dolphin Green Bay Packer game. Green Bay is going to want some revenge from uh, taking that L last week against the Pats. Perfect opponent. You got Miami coming into Green Bay this week. I mean, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is licking his chops here at this one. 
Yeah, Brock Osweiler is a slappy, slappy so uh, yeah. he stinks. Um, Kenyon Drake, up and down, up and down. This team is committed to giving Frank Gore the ball. Um, both of those guys, I would have, you know, at best are just flex plays right now. Uh, Drake has the big playability, but um, in terms of the receiving core, you can't really go out there and trust any of these guys. Kenny Stills is back playing, um, but between him, Parker, you know, Jacqueline Grant, I mean, none of these guys you really feel comfortable playing. Uh, that really, I mean, it's going to be an ugly game. Yeah. Uh, Green, Green Bay is going to come out there and, and just, you know, absolutely torch them through the air. Um, we might as well just go right into it with them. So we know that Geronimo Allison got put on the IR. Uh, MBS, Marcus Veldes-Scantling, yeah. um, is not a bad replacement. I mean, 100 yards last week. He's looking like the real deal. Randall Cobb should be playing in this game. Uh, they Jimmy Graham last week scored a touchdown. He didn't practice today, but I just am chalking that up to you know veteran day off. Uh, and we saw this team you know has a legitimate rushing attack now. They're down to two running backs, uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. You would hope that they get Aaron Jones rolling in this game. Hopefully they'll have a nice big lead. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I really like MBS moving forward. I think he's an absolute freak. Uh, he really stretches the field, and, and what better – guy to be throwing you the ball if you can than Aaron Rodgers. I got nothing else to add though for this, so I'm going to keep this moving. Uh, the Sunday night matchup, big NFC East matchup here, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. This game's going to be in Philadelphia. Dallas, I mean, if they don't win this week, Garrett might lose his job. You might start seeing a lot of organizational changes there. Philadelphia, on the other hand, starting to keep it moving now, starting to keep it rolling. Probably going to upend Washington at some point this season for the NFC East title and probably starts here. Yeah, so for Philly, we're really interested to see how they roll out Golden Tate um, coming off that bye week. Um, They have a little more firepower now. Uh, Darren Sproles is coming back. Mm -hmm. Uh, At 4-4, you you just assume Carson Wentz rest of season is going to be one of those top five QBs because – this team gives up points, uh, but the offense can definitely score, and he's got a lot of options. Yeah, uh, I think the Golden Tate acquisition, you know, is going to downgrade Zach Gertz a little bit. So mm-hmm. you can't love that if you're a Zach Gertz owner. Um, but, but Alshon Jeffrey, you know, there's just a lot of weapons here. Um, I think it'll da- I think it'll downgrade Aguilar too a little bit, Craig, as well. Oh, a lot. Yeah, it'll downgrade Aguilar a lot for yeah. sure. Um, not that he was scoring a lot of fantasy points anyway. So I mean. True. He, he listen. He was a favorite of Wentz last season. He did put up good statistical numbers. Uh, I mean, I think he he had more than Jeffrey last year. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, in the backfield, it's been interesting. You know, something that yeah. we've talked a little bit about. Wendell Smallwood looks like the better of the backs between him and Corey Clement. Uh, coming off the bye week, I, I'm curious to see how that works out. And also, yeah. with Darren Sproles in the backfield catching passes, like. Mm-hmm. What is the role? I'll be interested to see who starts in this game um, as a Wendell Smallwood owner in a couple of leagues. I'm kind of hoping that he you know, takes this one. Me too. Um, I, I'm actually invested in Smallwood now. I thought it was going to be Clement. Uh, you're, you're right. Um, Smallwood's really outplaying him and seems to be the guy there. Uh, Josh Adams is another guy to keep an eye on. Um, did have a nice little run. Um, not that obviously last week he had to buy the game before. So he's somebody to take notice. More of a bigger guy in the JHIA mold. Uh, but I digress. But Dallas, I mean, yeah. I thought Lynn Ann was going to get fired after Monday night. I mean, I, it's going to happen not get, this week. Either the head coach or the offensive coordinator needs to go. Somebody's going to uh, go. 
This team is just so vanilla. I mean, literally, first down, every time it's a running a running attack. It doesn't matter if there's nine guys in the box. You see the motion Alan Hearns, like, from wide receiver, having him lining up in the tackle box to be, like, an extra blocker. Like, you know the box is stacked. Like, play action, throw the ball. Like, Linehan, I mean, it's too vanilla. It's just, it's terrible. It's, it's brutal. And madness on soon. Um, speaking of madness, this is Monday night game. Uh, New York Giants, San Francisco 49ers are two teams really going to be slugging it out here in prime time. To be quite honest with you, Craig, I, I do think that this will be a good game. I do think that our teams and our offenses will find success against each other this week and making it a little bit fun to watch at least because we do have some playmakers on the field. Um, this kid Nick Mullins looking like Joe Montana out there. Um, my, he, he, might, uh, he might really take us for a spin here Monday night. Yeah, I mean, the line right now is at 44. I'm firing up the over. This just – these are two bad defenses, and I think points points are here to be had. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can be honest with you. The Giants, you know, Odell Beckham, you know, line up on the left side of the field. Get him away from Richard Sherman. He's going to score. Ingram's going to, you know, score. You know, you got to run him all over the place. Hope, hopefully Ruben Foster will be missing this game uh, for you Giants fans. Uh, that'll definitely be an upgrade for Evan Ingram. Uh, and I'm really curious to see what happens with Saquon. I mean, just in open space, he's just so good. Um, I'm really interested to see how that works out. But the 49ers offense, I mean, Matt Breed is a good option. The It'll have success. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't really you know recommend starting any of the wide receivers, but a good win is always good for a big play. You know, if you get them away from Janoris Jenkins, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of problems with the secondary of the Giants right now. Goodwin's good for you know just one big blow up play. Um, George Kittle, he's gonna eat. He, he's gonna destroy us a lot. Yeah. Regardless of Ogletree plays or not, I think this team's better when he doesn't. Kittle's gonna feast. That's why I think this will be a good game because even though you 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 guys obviously have holes on your defense and we have the playmakers to expose them, but I mean vice versa. I mean our de- our yeah. defense is no good. I mean you have one of the best and most athletic tight ends in football at the moment, and we're one of the worst defenses in guarding against the tight end position. I mean there's a, there's gonna be a lot of points to be had in this game. Fire the over. Yeah. All right. All right. And that wraps it up for us in terms of the game previews. We're going to run through the DFS work real quick. Craig put a lot of work into this pre-pod for us. Uh, Craig, why don't you kick us off? Tell me what uh, positions you'd like to run through. What, what you're thinking here for uh, the FanDuel slate this week? Yeah, so QB-wise, uh, I think you stick to like the big get, the big guys, the big names. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a little bit uh, the most highest-priced guy, a little too high for my blood. Uh, but in terms of quarterbacks, Rodgers, 8,600. This team is, you know, they're going to be throwing the ball uh, against Miami. And even though they've lost Ronald Allison, you know, I think they just plug the next guy in. It, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we've seen him, you know, time and time again just throw up tons and tons of points. This team is going to have to score. Drew Brees at 8,400. I know he's on the road. That doesn't really scare me too much. He's got, you know, so many weapons, and I really like them in the air this week. Tom Brady at 8,300. They're traveling to Tennessee. If Malcolm Butler's out there. They're going to torch him. You got to think Bill's going to try and get him. Uh, Philip Rivers, eighty-two hundred. You know, playing Oakland. I mean, this is such a safe play. You know, he's going to score points. Uh, and you have to assume you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick at seventy-six hundred. This team has to score. They, that's it. So they're going to turn the ball over, but they're going to score touchdowns. Yep. I'll take us into the running back position. Um, 
got some pretty easy choices here if you want to pay up. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 9,000. Melvin Gordon, 8,900. And Alvin Kamara, 8,800. These three running backs are, I mean, they're top of the class. And they all have great matchups this week. So you really should be firing them up here. Um, Leonard Fournette, another top-class running back. But he's very, very cheaply priced because he is coming off uh, multiple-week absence. Uh, he's listed at 7000 and you're really not going to see if you do play DFS regularly. A guy of that talent level be that cheap. Um, so somebody you might want to invest in here in this game. David Johnson's a, another very, very talented but cheap running, mostly cheap running back, especially for his talent level, 6900 um, you got to imagine he'll be chasing points here against the Chiefs. Uh, next guy, Deion Lewis, 5,800. Deion seems to be the guy in the Tennessee backfield. Um, they really week-to-week can't get Derrick Henry involved, and it seems like Deion uh, sees more playing time uh, as the season goes on. Uh, so for 5,800, he's at a great price. And Mike Davis, keep an eye on Chris Carson. Uh, he's been banged up multiple weeks in a row. Um, this may be a game where he doesn't play, and... Based on volume, Mike Davis would be a great play at 5,800. All right. And the receivers, uh, we talked about Julio Jones earlier in the pod. Uh, he's priced to 8,700 this week. If Denzel Ward is out, he is you know, a must-fire. Uh, Michael Thomas, 8,600. He's just a stud. We saw mm-hmm. go over 200 yards last week. Keenan Allen at 7,900. His price is creeping back up after he had a great week last week, but he's got a fantastic matchup against Oakland. Josh Gordon, 6,700. If he gets Malcolm Butler, oh, man, is he going to blow up this week? You can see that Tom Brady really trusts him by throwing the ball up. I think he's a great play. Marvin Jones, 6,200. I fire him up. Larry Fitzgerald is on the cheaper side at 5,800, but you have to assume that he's going to be getting a majority of the targets in that game that they're trailing. Corey Davis at 5,800, another play. I like the cheaper guy trailing points and then mvs at 5400 marcus valdez scantling uh, must play awesome stuff i'm going to wrap it up here with the tight end position travis kelsey here if you, if you really want to pay up and you want to feel confident in somebody that probably has a high probability of scoring a touchdown this week travis kelsey for eight thousand. if you do have the extra room probably somebody at home that has a good chance of uh, scoring a touchdown i believe he had multiple last week craig is that right yep <laughs> Listen, if Gronkowski plays, he's always a fine bet. At 6,900, he's no longer the most expensive tight end, and he is somebody with high touchdown upside as well. So keep an eye on Gronkowski and his status this week. O.J. Howard is really a breakout tight end this season. Um, in, a, in a position that's really been crappy overall, O.J. Howard's really helped and contributed for fantasy owners and owners that have trusted him in DFS. I do like him this week, being that they are at home. Jimmy Graham, 6,300, obviously, if you're going to be in the Packers offense and, and you have a great matchup like you do this week with uh, Miami coming to town. He's somebody you want to take a look at at 63. Jared Cook, 5,500, is now the number one passing target in that offense there in Oakland. and um, Just based on volume alone, 5,500 is a nice buy. CJ Uzuma at 5,400. Craig was hinting earlier he might be one of the top red zone targets moving forward in this Bengal offense if they're going to be without AJ Green for an extended period of time. Green's not playing this week, so look to Uzuma, uh, possibly have a big game. David Njoku at 5,400. He's somebody that's really come on. I've, I've been saying this week after week with Baker Mayfield, and, and I, I keep saying it week after week because Njoku's been real consistent. He really gives you a nice floor, so he's somebody you can rely on at 5,400. And here, uh, Jared Cook, 5,200 to wrap it up. 
ideally, just based on target share and who's available and warm bodies to catch passes in this Redskin offense, you got to imagine they'll get him going at some point. This some point could be this week. So, yeah, my argument uh, about you know Travis Kelsey at eight thousand, I mean, he's one of the best tight ends in football, coming yeah. off multiple touchdown games. I think you can get just as many targets from you know Jordan Reed, C.J. Uzuma, Jared Cook at the five thousand price range, mid five thousands. Um, you know, touchdowns are subjective. I mean, you can't week in and week out. You're yeah. not going to score multiple touchdowns like Travis Kelsey just did. I think you can get just as many looks, just as many targets uh, for you know substantially lower price. I, I could use that 2,500 in a lot of other places, especially at running back. So, I would have Travis Kelsey out of my a lot of my lineups this week. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. That wraps it up for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we do appreciate all the viewership and the ratings and reviews you guys give us if you haven't already please do that um, just quickly log on the podcast app or on itunes give us a quick rate and review or subscribe to us on soundcloud we do thank you so much for your support uh craig any final words all right have a good well, good week guys good, good luck good luck everyone thank you for listening to the going for two fantasy football podcast make sure to follow the guys on twitter at craig Fernicola and at Billy Bowerman, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes.